Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please... Join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Dice today. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. 
the coterie rescued Azaria Tyrell from the scene of a feral vampire massacre burning the club to the ground. Ridley torched the place with no shirt on. Iris communicated with multiple allies using her mind. And Everett ate a vampire in front of Iris. What will our heroes do with a new hunter ally and a night off? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. So, Coterie, I've got some very good news for you. You've escaped the clutches of uh, the Satin Prince. You managed to save the Bear Boys from horrible fate. Uh, you made some friends along the way. You met some famous actors. It's been quite a long night. But, miraculously, you've survived, and you're on your way home. This is the story of the Coterie's first night off in quite a long time. Um, so, obviously, you're all burnt pretty badly, um, both uh, literally in, in Ridley's case and, and metaphorically in, in others. Uh, some of us have had to, you know, embrace uh, embrace someone recently, kind of uh, against their better judgment. Some of us got possessed by a demon after trying to become a god. We've all had a hell of a night. Um, and so uh, my question to you is, um, you're all pretty burnt out. The, the sun is rising shortly. So tonight's more of a hunker-down kind of situation. But you also have Jocelyn St. James with you, uh, which is new. Um, so I guess my question is, is there anything you want to do tonight before you tuck in for the day? Uh, I mean, probably talk to Jocelyn St. James. <laughs> I feel like we know nothing about her. Uh, I think Ridley in the back seat is so hungry that he looks sort of like an animal. And he's like, okay, so I need to eat. And when I wake up, it's sort of 50 50. I'm eating the first person I fucking see. So where's the food at? Uh, I need a fucking dickhead. <laughs> he's like jonesing for a bad person. I, I understand. Uh, <clears throat> all right, so Ridley has expressed a, a need a need for food. Um, From a meta perspective, I have four hunger. If I wake up and fail a check, I'm going into a bestial frenzy. Yeah, man. Um, Miles, I think Iris didn't take too much damage aside from the weird brain adventure. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I just uh, got power hungry. That's all. I mean, look, it, it happens to the best of us. Um, and Tyler, uh, you ate someone. You ate a vamp on your way out the door, right? Uh, yeah, we didn't resolve anything with that, though, both, like, interpersonally and on paper. So I have, I still have my hunger and stuff remaining. Okay, um, given that you couldn't spend the time to fully drain them, uh, I think we can say uh, it drops down one point of hunger. Uh, okay. But it's not a, you're not fully satiated because it was... You know, it was a fast food. It was like one. It was one taquito. You couldn't get like a yep. proper order of taquitos. You just got the one. one. Yeah, you're gonna regret it either nip. way. But yeah. yeah. Um, and yes, and Iris, of course, observed you uh, doing that after some exciting rolls. Um, okay, so it would seem then that the the two major questions are uh, talking to Jocelyn on the way back, and then um, trying to solve for Ridley. Now, here's the problem: the sun is coming up, so you don't have time to hunt. So you're just gonna grab some random dickhead off the street, or would the goal be to try and send bear boys out overnight? What or overnight during the day? What uh, what do you think your tactic would be here? You can't exactly Uber eats a person to you yet. What? 
I, I think he's looking for a drug dealer or a pimp on a corner. Like, just like park the car, get out, take something to go, <laughs> get back to the bar. Weirdly, you're looking for that same taquito experience. Okay, um, can you roll me a uh, streetwise, please, with wits? This All is right. for you staring at the car longingly, like me driving past a McDonald's as a kid. I know it's right there. I could have chicken nuggets right now, but I don't. Mm, nuggies. Nuggies. I have one success. Okay. Uh, you find a middle bad person um, standing uh, outside. Uh, they're just see. getting. They're just getting weed. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. They're just. Just. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, it's that weird like '70s Punisher run where it's like jaywalking. Um. So yeah, you see, uh, you see someone uh, just like selling selling weed. Ah, well, you're a fucking criminal. Let's uh, <laughs> gotta grab them because they're they're drug dealers. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Oh man, he's just trying to pay for his university education. Uh, okay, so go ahead and roll me, please, a probably a brawl and strength. Would this qualify as grappling? Oh yes. Dope. Five successes. Slightly better at that than at the sighting of things out the car window. Uh, cool. So we'll resolve that in a minute. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Tyler, um, you want to talk to uh, Jocelyn. Um, as you recall, uh, you know, silver hair pulled back um, under a hat, um, like leather vest. Um, seems to be like fairly like the obviously she's like strapped with um, bolts for her crossbow. Um, a little bit worse for the wear, uh, having chased you across the city tonight, and then uh, went to war with uh, with the uh, the vampire riot inside the club. Um, hmm. What do you think you would want to learn from her? Was that you at the cop car? Uh, yeah. What were you doing there? Were you helping me? Uh, and she uh, kind of smiles and uh, she's like, well, mate, seems like you could use a little bit of help and uh, figured you'd be more used to me if you weren't dead. Why? Why? I don't understand. Why would you help me? Why would you kill human people to help me, a vampire? You're a vampire hunter, ain't you? Uh, she kind of uh, looks a bit sheepish because um, she's in a car full of vampires. Uh, and she's, uh, she says, uh, well, yeah, uh, that is a bit awkward for me too, but, um, God tell you, uh, for a bunch of fangs, uh, you're not so bad on the greater scheme. Uh, besides, I've got bigger fish to fry and I'm hoping you can help me. I don't suppose we have much choice in that, do we? No, mate, you don't. Hmm. So when are we going to learn more about this favor? Um, and it's at this point that um, <laughs> Ryan, like, taps the driver, the car pulls over, and he leaps out and uh, grabs someone. Um, so um, you can see that Jocelyn is uh, actively uncomfortable about this. Um, one of you needs to try and talk her down a bit. You can tell that she's on doing her on best be Like, you get the sense that her, her MO seems to be in a um, a bit of a... I've, I've made my bed with the villains in order to achieve my goal. How 
It's like an undercover cop who has to watch someone get murdered and is like, ooh, my job is to not let this happen, but I'm gonna. Um, so you can tell she's a little uncomfortable, but um, also it's very dramatic seeing Ridley grab a random, like, awkward college student off the street uh, with the clear intent of eating them, as he's loudly declared twice. Um, so Iris or um, uh, Everett, um, what do you think you would do to try and get her back on track and, like... Help smooth over the you're rolling with the monsters now. I don't know how much Everett would really want to stop her from using her judgment on like because he like because I feel like Everett is having a moment of like this is a human person with the means and ability to kill vampires, and I've felt like a monster for a while now, kind of thing, and I I feel like I work with monsters. Whatever she decides might just be the right thing to happen to us. <laughs> okay, Miles, uh, what do you think is running through Iris's head during this? I, I, I will definitely want to keep her on side and not attack or stop Ridley because I don't want him to go bestial. So I'm um, pretty sure I just try to like use my special skill to keep her distracted and get to know as much as I can about her. Um, okay, so can you roll me a... Let's go with etiquette. Um, unless you have... Uh, I f- uh, forgive me, it's been a hot second since we played this. If you have a specific uh, skill you want to use, uh, that's totally fine too. But otherwise, I'd say um, persuasion or etiquette would be fine for me. And likely... Um, I mean, I'll always take persuasion if you're fine with that. Yeah, yeah. It just depends how you're approaching like, it. Like, everything's would- fine. This is fine. If you don't let this happen, it'll get worse. (laughs) (laughs) The very triad. But it it all comes out as like clever girl talk. Like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Let's just like get to know each other if we're going to have to work for you anyway. You see like Jocelyn like goes pale and is like clearly completely unequipped for whatever like standard girl talk is Um, as, you know, people who train to become living weapons often are. Uh, she's like, uh, uh, right, well, uh, that, that all sounds lovely, but, um, no, no, that's completely fucking wrong accent. Here's the problem. I can't do any of my key, like, here's my word to get back into an accent things because we're on air. The mute, so hang on. All right, uh, yeah, this is gonna be a real problem. Um, so, uh, uh, From now on, you have to do the word. It's got to be a character thing. You got to build it. That's just her tick. Yeah, I love it. Great. Um, so she's like, "Sorry, uh, am I? Ro- I'm raising. Per- I'm rolling persuasion and what? Uh, persuasion and I think probably charisma in this case if you're going with persuasion. Uh, but I'd also give you manipulation if you would prefer. Um, you can yeah, tell she's fine. she's picking up what you're putting down. She's just wildly under-equipped to actually have this conversation. It's like if you've heard any of the stories of. Um, uh, Who's driving us right now? Bear boys, or like, like how no, we're, how th- how are we being transported? I seem to recall it was. Yeah, I right. think we could safely say it's either it's probably Dederick actually because he he peeled out of there pretty early, so it would make sense. Uh, I also think Dederick is a terrible driver. I think like he, this is probably his second time driving. I don't think he has a license. Um, but yeah, because uh, like wanted if to be this helpful. works, I might. If this works, I might ha- make him pull over so I can call an Uber and take her with me and let Ridley do his thing. Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, it's uh, it's like t- uh, Bill Hader being like, I tried to talk to LeBron James, but I, I don't know anything about sports, and he only knows about sports, so we had nothing to talk about. 
It was terrible. <laughs> it's like that level yeah. of her being like, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, go ahead and roll. I was going to start adding, like, boost dice, but that's not this game. Bad DM. That's five successes. Uh, okay. Um, so I think very wisely, um, you're, you're kind of uh, giving her that spiel. Um, and with uh, an assurance that um, you'll all meet up in the morning, um, You uh, is the plan to entice her into an Uber? Yeah. Um, so let's, let's minimize the level at which this might go wrong. Uh, yeah, I like that plan a lot. So Everett, this does unfortunately mean you won't get any answers about this tonight, but, uh, clearly you kind of seem stuck with this. And I, I like the argument you made that for Everett, this is weirdly kind of what he wanted. Just like judgment a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And cards on the table it's me metagaming to get the socially strong player to socially interact with the person who can kill vampires Wait, but what? i needed a character reason to be like you take this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair um good work way to show your cards there that's that's great uh, i answered a question about that in our tips tricks and traps today i was like no we don't metagame lies um <laughs> it's a meta success it's all true about everett but oh thomas yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I, I still, I think the, the, the reasoning is sound and certainly enough to justify Everett waiting on uh, answers because also, like, she's clearly been following him for a while, so it's not like if she goes in a car, like, it's not like you've been chasing her. It's like, oh, no, the one person with answers left. It's like, no, that lady who's been stalking me, yeah, she'll be around. <laughs> yeah. Murdered several police officers. <laughs> yep. For you. <laughs> um... Because you stole that baby. Uh, great. So you... Um, yeah, remember when you stole a baby? It's been a long night. You, like, stole. It implies intent, you know? And that's not what that was about. I discovered a baby. <laughs> it's the regular Christopher Columbus of babies over I here. I happened upon a child in a car I was consciously stealing. <laughs> Tales old as time. Um... <laughs> All right, so um, with with kind of a promise um, to fill you in later and an assurance that it, it aligns with your interests, uh, Jocelyn St. James uh, piles into an Uber with um, Iris. Um, Iris, what do you? How do you think you? Do you talk to her on the way back? What? What? What is an Uber ride? Yeah, with I, prob Iris I probably like. Do I know that she's been kind of like following, stalking? hunting Everett? I don't think he mentioned it. He because if I did, I'd probably like be like, so, what's your interest in my friend? But um, if I, I don't know that... Sure. I don't think I did. If I, if I don't know that she's been helping him, it's probably just general trivia that I'm trying to get out of her. Okay. Yeah, she showed up at the nightclub and saved us all, but I think that's all you or I know. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think Everett showed you guys the bolt that um, she sent that message on. Hi there, I'm Tom McGee, and I love stories. And odds are, if you're listening to our shows, you do too. So, if you're wondering how you can help support our storytelling and world building and these 
wonderful characters and their sometimes ridiculous journeys, you can head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. There you'll find a variety of different levels and different perks starting from as low as a dollar, which gets you into our Patreon-only Discord where you can talk about the latest episodes, all the twists and turns, and just generally hang out with some truly lovely people. There's a whole variety of levels with everything from advanced episodes, ad-free feeds, to of course at our $25 level getting to create your very own character who appears in some of our shows and sometimes becomes a a long-running friend or foe of our characters. So, if you want to get involved, if you want to help us tell more of these stories, then head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And help us create more of these fun adventures together. Hello, everyone. Uh, This is Tyler Hewitt just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, you can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else. So do that now. Well, not right now, but, you know. So, with that in mind... Yeah, so um, just be like, thank God you were there. Who are you? Where you been? Uh, she explains her name is Jocelyn St. James. She's from Australia. Not that you'd know it from her accent, which will likely be Cockney 98% <laughs> of the time. Um, but... Uh, she's just trying to throw us off. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's very stealthy. Uh, she doesn't give you a ton of information, Um She's clearly kind of guarded. Uh, you get, Iris, you're you're pretty savvy on, on social stuff. You notice an immediate shift from the way she was talking to Everett to the way she's talking to you. It's a lot more tentative mm-hmm. and a lot more reserved. Um, whereas with Everett, there seemed to be kind of a uh, a distant familiarity, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So not like it was it certainly wasn't an intimate conversation, but um, yeah, you definitely get the sense that she's more comfortable talking to Everett than she is talking to you. But, uh, yes, you basically, you, uh, she, she's cagey, but she explains that she, um, has, uh, has recently arrived, uh, here in Canada. Um, she was on her way, uh, to Toronto, uh, when the tower attack happened. Um, and, uh, as a result, uh, she, uh, she had to change her plans rather drastically and, uh, found, found herself in, uh, Montreal instead. Um, so she's, uh, very excited to work with, uh, the three of you, um, Although again, you can. Oh, we're going to be we're working together. Yeah, I mean, you heard you heard her talking to, to Everett about uh, doing that, but yeah, she says that. Uh, oh, you know, um, okay. Uh, listen, uh, our our interests are rather aligned. Ah, uh, fuck me, I hate these accents so goddamn much. Good night, mate. There we go. Uh, that's how I always start my sentences. Um, <laughs> right, so uh, it looks like uh, you lot are uh, trying to do some things, and I'm trying to do some things, and I think we could help each other. Also, I uh, saved your mate Everett back there uh, twice. Oh, twice. She nods. When was the other time? She looks at the Uber driver and just kind of like shakes her head as she continues to like pull her coat over all the bolts. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, thank you for keeping him safe. And obviously we owe you one as, as long as it's kind of, you know, aligned with what we want to do. So... Um, 
and uh, yeah, she she kind of nods and explains that like that's that's the idea, um, and she kind of clams up after that. But you get the sense that like very much for a vampire hunter to decide to work with vampires is a pretty drastic step. So weirdly, you also kind of have leverage on her uh, because like, can I do I have any insight or like read on how dangerous she is? Like, if I'm in danger, just being alone with her right now. Um. You probably are. If you had the three of you, maybe not. Um, the vampires in the uh, the club riot um, did seem odd. Um, they didn't quite seem to be kindred in full um, control or full... Uh, uh, they hadn't really come into their powers, you don't think. Um, so with your ability to see the future and that sort of thing, you, you like your odds aren't terrible. But yeah, she does seem legitimately very dangerous. Also, the fact that she had the foresight mm-hmm. to rig the club to burn like to rig up gasoline to the the sprinkler system as a backup should suggest the the lengths to which this this woman will go to kill vampires because that's a pretty she clearly knows she clearly knows more about what's going on and when it's going to go on than we do yeah and she's willing to like weirdly she does remind you to some extent of of everett in terms of kind of her what seems to be her code of conduct but um Ridley in terms of the like they both had the same idea which was burn the fucking place down if if everything goes badly I'll just burn it to the ground um which is I think Iris for you as someone kind of coming from non-supernatural society like the fact that that was her backup plan is pretty drastic this isn't like a no we must make sure that we save all the humans it's like a it's honestly it's more of an infectious disease thing like oh there's an outbreak okay we just got torch the building like better that everyone in that building dies than vampires yeah. escape is she more is she interested in us like is she asking any questions of me to get to know kind of like or do i get the sense she kind of already has done that research um you get the sense that she is if you were to venture a guess just having seen this happen in social spheres um, she is likely going to tr- go through Everett to try and get info about you. Um, okay. But uh, you do note that she does not seem to react to the fact that, oh, I mean, you're still dressed as Lurleen. So mm-hmm. she just might not be That's tracking. right. I am still dressed as Lurleen. Yeah. Um, but you don't get any sense of like, holy shit, you're Iris Dunn. Oh, my God. What? You're a vampire? Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually quite refreshing <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um not the least of which being that you're currently fugitive, but also just in in general, it's, it's kind of a relief. So um, I guess uh, uh, the one major question she will ask is, um, uh, uh, right, so you, uh, what, what, what's, your, what's your vampire power? Y'all got one, right? Uh, I mean, I prefer to keep that one a secret because if everyone knew my vampire power, it wouldn't be a nice little secret vampire power, would it? Suppose not. Well, can't blame a girl for trying. Um, and then she. Do you uh, have a secret power? Um, she just smiles and runs a finger down like all of the bolts in kind of like uh, almost like a xylophone. She's like, well, pretty good shot. I guess that's a, that's a skill, but I, I understand. <laughs> uh, and she kind of smiles. Uh, she's like, right, well, we can't all have crazy powers now, can we? Uh, oh, so uh, drive over, we're talking well, you about could, a game. Well, you could. I mean, if you were a vampire, you could. 
ah, it's, it's a good game. We play right driver. And the driver's like, an Uber driver in Montreal so gives exactly zero fucks about, like, anything that's <laughs> happening in the back. It's honestly, you just don't get that same personal touch you get with the Dinkeldorf cab company. Um, so, I was uh, say, if you're both speaking English, the driver legitimately may not understand it and just be looking down on you. Yeah. That's actually very true. How dare you not speak French? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Quebec. Um, <laughs> great. So That's as all you... he says. <laughs> right, driver? It's a fun game, right, driver? Quebec. Quebec. <laughs> La Belle Provence. That's the right answer for everything. Sacre mer. Uh, <laughs> four stars. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, um, Ridley, uh, you have... Um, <laughs> pulled uh, a drug dealer in. Um, uh, All right, so you go. You're going to. You're going to school, right? Uh, He's he, looking at like a half burnt, like shirtless monster man. Should be like, you're going to fucking school. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, my, my name is uh, Jean Francois Philippe. Uh, I, I go to school. Uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm studying uh, to, to be a, a nurse. All right. How do you feel about fucking Gordon Stevenson? Uh, who? Golden Stevenson. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, I don't know that name. Is, is he, is he, um, the man who burned? Or what like about this? a trans community? And he just like bounces him off the seat. <laughs> ah, ah, ah! They're great. What? Why? Okay. Oh no, uh, you're not a turf, are you? Nah. Uh, describe your ex girlfriend to me. Uh, I, I don't have one. I've never dated. I'm socially awkward and studying to be a nurse. Do you know what a Chad is? I know a guy named Chad. He seems okay. Get out. (laughs) Show him a car. Be like, I can't fucking eat him. He's fine. Uh, And uh, uh, Jean-Francois Philippe uh, just watches you drive away. And he's like, whew, that was, uh, that was scary. Gordon Stevenson, though. I guess I'll, I'll go look that guy up. And then he just walks off into the night. A new monster is born. Um... So Ryan, you're starving. Um, the uh, the sun is coming up. You're you're rapidly approaching uh, Mayday Malone's. Uh, what is your last ditch attempt to to find a meal? I gotta fucking send the bear boys out, and I'm just like find the scummiest shit bag you can and just shove them in my coffin and then lock it shut. <laughs> it's just yeah. you gotta get fucking put him in and lock it because. I don't want to fucking know. And if he turns out to be okay, I'm going to throw up so fucking much. So don't fucking bollocks this. Uh, yeah, no more setting prints. What the fuck? Right, we'll go into this later. I don't have time for it. He's, he's just fucking like a weird two-faced monster coming out of there. Also, who the fuck was that fucking lady? Fuck. Uh, and he just goes into the bar really angry. <laughs> and Dedrick is like, interesting questions. All true. All true questions that... Uh, we and then he looks around. It's like a full gold bloom. Like he realizes everyone's left. He's like, "Oh, and everyone uh, has left the car, uh, except except for me." Um, so cool to have friends. Uh, and then he gets out uh, and um, comes to to join you in the bar. Um, as uh, as the the sun begins to rise uh, over the fair city of Montreal, um, you you bundle into the uh, into the basement. Uh, Miles, um, you drop uh, Jocelyn off with a. Um, kind of like a, a promise to reconnect tomorrow um she's staying at like a a, a swanky airbnb uh, of some sort um above a shawarma joint let's say so it's not that swanky um and uh then you have the choice of where you want to go do you go to 
Malone's where you've been hiding? Do you go somewhere else? What's your plan for the night? Day? Shit. Vampires. Um, yeah, I'll probably go to Malone's. It's just quick and rapidly approaching. I'm too exhausted to try to come up with something different. Fair enough. So you arrive at Malone's, uh, Everett, um, and Ridley, uh, you help bring, uh, Chonky down into the basement. Um, Dederick is kind of looking around the place and, and, and generally being helpful. Um, Harvey is, uh, sitting there, um, with a, uh, what seems to be a, a small Tupperware, um, like tub, uh, with a, a raccoon and two squirrels in it, um, that you can hear are just fucking going at it in there. Uh, and uh, as he come down, uh, he's just like reaching inside. He's like, "Oh, hey, anybody want a a squirrely one? <laughs> they're not really cold ones. They're they're kind of warm and and vaguely gross. But uh, I gotta tell you, the little fuckers are easy to catch. If I fucking could, I would, my friend. But I fucking can't. Uh, I don't know. Everett, you fucking want some? Oh, I'm all right. You doing all right there, Harv? Uh, honestly, uh, it's a bit strange. Uh. Still uh, weird uh, seeing every little critter as a tasty, fast meal. Uh, but, you know, once you uh, get over the uh, the furriness and, and the teeth, uh, the blood's real tasty. Uh, you're really missing out. Well, to each their own, I guess. Uh, hey, stick around, all right? The sun's almost up. Well, he's yeah, like, chunky. I got everything I need right here. Harvey, this is Chunky. Chunky, this is Harvey. We're kind of doing a co-parenting thing because I turned Everett's boy and Everett turned my boy, so that means we're both your dads and we're going to raise you up right. So, Chunky, we've got to figure out what you fucking eat because all of our kind only eat one fucking kind of thing. Uh, and Harvey, yeah, don't go out in the sun, you'll fucking die. Uh, do we just fucking sleep now? Uh, he looks to Everett as though, like, it's two dads figuring out what to do at bedtime. Yeah, uh... Chunky, you're going to go through some serious changes overnight. Uh, do we have any way to restrain him? Uh, well, we could put him in a box and let Harvey stay out of the box, and then he can't, you know, fuck around. Yeah. Is that all right with you, Harv? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, was, I was starting to feel mighty comfortable in there, but uh, I suppose I could make do out here. Sure. That's a nice boy looking after your brother. All right, so we'll shift it up. You know, everyone's got to share a room. Uh, Chunky, get the fuck in here. <laughs> it holds open it. I mean, like, Chunky's drunk. tremendously fucked up. Like, he's been yeah. shot in the heart. Like, he's not doing great. So it's more okay, of like we're going to help you then. Yeah, so, um, you know, everybody uh, rolls uh, rolls him in. Um, Dederick uh, kind of... I'll yell up the stairs like, oh, not just my fucking one. We're going to need a selection of fucking cunts so we can try to feed Chunky. <laughs> I don't know like, what he likes, so I'll get a fucking buffet. Just like five completely different things. Yeah, and uh, Dedrick's like, also, if you could throw uh, someone with melancholy in there for me, I've been really craving some melancholy. That would be so nice. Uh, if, if, if it's not too much trouble, I'll, I'll tip. And he's, he, he just leans like, I honestly, it's just so nice. It's so nice to have their people. This is great. All right, we'll allow that. You can do that for him, but because I'm telling you to, don't follow this fucking piece of shit's orders ever. He just fucking points at Dedrick. Dedrick's like, hi, fucking piece of shit. <laughs> no no orders, just requests. Okay, so Dedrick, you get your sleep on the floor. Uh, Arvi, you can sleep on Dedrick. Uh, Chonky, and he just locks the chain shut, and he's like, all right, you get to stay in there. I'll sleep in my coffin. Uh, Everett, you usually sleep in the office. I don't know yep. if you want to, you got to do that. Uh, and then uh, Iris Dunn comes down the stairs, clearly looking for a place to crash. 
Okay, Oris, uh, we got two human pillows. You can sleep on top of the, the box. Uh, I, I Honestly, I'd normally give you my coffin, but I am right fucked. There's no way I could just sleep out here and come out all right. And he's already stripping nude. There's <laughs> less moves than normal. It's literally just pants, shoes, underwear. You just I feel like he's shake and they fall and off. Yeah. off. <laughs> so he's injured enough that I think the underwear he has to try to take off, but he falls down taking it off and swears. Uh, and then it comes off in like a trailer park boys kind of way. Uh, gotcha. And then he goes into his coffin and pulls it shut. Um, and Everett, I assume you're heading to the office? Yeah. All right, uh, so uh, Miles slash Iris slash Lurleen, uh, you look around a, a basement full of weirdness. Uh, where do you sleep? I don't know. Is there like a broom closet where I can just kind of like make myself a little oasis away from all these weirdos? There absolutely is a broom closet. So Iris, uh, after a lifetime of, of staying in the nicest of hotels and fanciest of condos, uh, you, you make yourself a, a little zen oasis amidst smelly mops, uh, industrial-grade solvents, uh, and uh, fewer rolls of toilet paper than you would think possible for a bar of this size. Um, Ew. But uh, as, uh, as you kind of nestle into your weird little kindred nest, uh, just as you're, you're uh, kind of falling uh, into a state of sleep, um, your phone blinks. Uh, and it's a text message from Emily who just says, sleep well, I'll see you tomorrow. Aww. I just send back a bunch of cute heart emojis and I love you, Emily. <laughs> uh, your message is sent, but not read. Uh, Emily! This episode of Blood and Sir features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Meggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Dum Dums and Dice logos are done by Decapitated Markers. At Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M R K R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control in Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. You can also buy merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, ah, ah. Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Second X. Jordan Neesmith and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. <laughs>